Hey everybody, it's Audrey Ellis and you're listening to Ask Audrey. I always feel like my voice sounds better in like the beginning of my podcast. Like it sounds so smooth and rich and then all of a sudden I just like start talking regular. <laughs> I don't know why. I try to keep it smooth all the way through, you know, because I think it, you know, it's pleasant to the ears when someone's going to listen to you talk. You got to make sure they have a reason to. It's kind of like when people on on TV they usually put on makeup to make sure that they're pleasant to look at. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I was thinking today, why do I like people who can't like me back? And I say can't because usually it's someone who's in a situation. And I've thought this before in the past because it feels like it's my habit. It's my pattern that I always like guys and get all like obsessed with a guy who like I already know subconsciously could never be mine but yet I invest so much time and effort and emotions into the person it's kind of like those snapchat memes or the memes that I see on snapchat all the time when it's like the boy that's your boyfriend who's not really your boyfriend and but he's your boyfriend but he don't know he's your boyfriend or the man that's really that doesn't know he's your man but he's your man he just don't know it yet like that kind of situation I always invest time in liking guys and getting all like literally emotionally attached to guys knowing that they can't ever or they aren't ever going to be available for me and a couple of years ago I had the revelation as to why I do it and I just caught myself doing it again and it's because I don't really want anything serious I think what helped me to like to realize that my revelation was right was when I was watching Scandal I was re-watching Scandal I should say when I got a Netflix account and when I was re-watching it, Olivia, Olivia Pope, she was in love with Fitz and they were just like crazy about each other to the point that they cried all the time. But of course, Fitz is the president and not only is he the president, but he's a white president. She's a black woman and she's also his, um, what was she, his like, his uh, advisor, something like that. But she did a lot of things. She was a fixer, all that good stuff. Anyway, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that because everyone's seen Scandal, right? Anyway. So, towards the as the seasons progressed, situations took place that allowed them to be closer or to become closer to the point of being able to be together officially. And once that day came, hope it's not a spoiler alert for anybody, but once that day came where they actually were able to be together, all of a sudden it became difficult. And the difficulty mainly came from Olivia. And Fitz couldn't, couldn't really understand why. He was a little baffled by it because... He was so in love with her and he just did everything he could to make himself available for her. And when he finally was available for her, she kind of felt, I want to say, disgusted by the situation. She was disgusted and just turned off by the situation now that he was a free man. And somewhere along the line, she had to admit that she thinks that she liked it better when he was not completely available. When she didn't have to be responsible for all of his needs, she was just able to be responsible for some. And his wife, Melly was responsible for the other part because she herself was too broken and too messed up to be one man's everything. And actually having to be that to him scared her and it made her uncomfortable and made her miserable. And when she came to that revelation, they pretty much allowed things to go back to the way it used to be 
kind of. And he kind of went back to his wife, if I remember correctly, because I watched it, like, binge-watched it. So, you know, sometimes you miss stuff when you binge-watch because you're just trying to get through the good, like, the juicy part of the story. Anyway, so he... She, I'm going to say, I meant to say she. She had to have that, re- that revelation within herself that she didn't want to be a committed person. She's not a committed person. She can't give her all to a, to a man because she has too many things going on in her life that she will not give up just for a relationship and just for a man no matter how much she loves him. Now, I don't think that it's all that deep for me, but I do think that me liking guys who are not available allows me to experience the emotions of, you know, feeling deep feelings for someone and you know going through all of the the waves of that but not having to actually like see it through not having to actually have it manifest in my life because having to be responsible for another person in that sense having to consider another person when I want to do something having to ask you know hey is it cool if I do xyz like sometimes that makes you feel a little claustrophobic I can't think of another word I can only think of that word but it makes you feel a little closed in to think of having to to commit that deeply to a person and I guess that's like commitment issues or whatever the case may be I don't know but I think the reality is I like it better when a person is not 100% available and we can just like keep it on the surface level so we can flirt we can talk we can say sweet things to each other and all this good stuff and nobody's ever been married or living with a girlfriend or nothing like that I don't do that not trying to sound like I'm taking the high road because some people would probably still say you shouldn't do that anyway but people we're all human I mean you know people who are married have work husbands and then they go home to their real husband it's because that's somebody at work that they bond with so it happens grow up anyway so I allow things to only go so far before you know I have to cut things off it never gets to be to the point of like sexual stuff or even kissing it's just the emotional stuff the friendship stuff the oh my gosh you're such an amazing person oh my gosh I can't wait to see this person when I get to work or I can't wait to see this person when I get to school or I can't wait to see this person when I come home you know because I've dealt with people with different areas whether it's school work or my neighbor I've had different situations but I only go so far and then all of a sudden I just get like immediately turned off especially if it seems like it's going to be you know if an opportunity is going to open up for us to actually take it further then I just shut down it's like nope no thank you never mind and I realize why because it's obviously not something that I'm open to just yet and I'll probably get into that more as to why that is the case because I do know why but I don't know I just thought about that it's just it used to seem so weird to me and and people around me would say why do you do that and and I like to be reflective in life whenever I'm doing something that either seems strange and unnatural or something that seems I shouldn't say unnatural I mean I guess in a sense it is if you don't want to date I guess most people might call that unnatural but to each their own right so when I do things that seem different from what most people do, I like to reflect on it. I like to think about it and try to to break down the situation, to dissect it, to get the answers to why I do what I do, to see where the behavior has come from, where does it stem from. And when I do things that seem to be right, that seem to be you know what you're supposed to do in life, you know, treating people well, being kind, being friendly, being loving, I break that down too and try to figure out where did that come from. Oh, that came from my dad. He taught me that. Okay, great. Cool. 
but I like to be reflective and to observe not just other people, but I like to observe myself because oftentimes when I observe other people, it's something that I recognize within myself or is the direct opposite of what I recognize in myself. So I'm able to compare it. I'm able to, to recognize it because it looks like it looks like the reverse of who I am or it looks like the exact same version of who I am or whatever the case may be. So I was just thinking about that, you know, why do I always attempt to get attracted to or attempt to make a connection with people who are not available only to cut it off before it ever goes too far? Like I said, no kissing, no sex, nothing like that. Before it gets that far, I always find a way to cut it off, even if it means like just being blunt and like, hey, you know what? We can't talk anymore. Even if it means that, I'd rather tell you as opposed to ghosting you. Oh, that's a good idea. What We should talk about ghosting. I think we'll talk about that on the next episode because ghosting, we all have done it. But the older we get, the more I feel like it should stop because communication isn't that hard and it shouldn't be that scary. But I feel like somehow this generation has raised us to be afraid of simple communication, of simply saying, I don't want to deal with you anymore. And I think it's because this generation has also raised us to be afraid of being rejected and to be afraid of being left and abandoned. We've had a lot of, you know, children grow up in, in households where they weren't loved and nurtured the best. And so when they get, when we become adults, we kind of put the pressure on other people to make up for it, to love us deeply, to make us feel better and to heal us from all our pains from our childhood. And when someone is ready to leave, we don't realize it's not our fault. It's just what they want. And it may not have anything to do with us. It's just what they want. And even if it does have something to do with us, we can, instead of being so heartbroken or so possessive or so afraid, we can, you know, admit the, that the pain is there and that it hurts, but try to work on whatever it might have been that could have pushed that person out of our lives, whether it was us being mean or cold or distant, or whether it was us being too clingy or us being too needy or us being too emotional or emotionless, whatever the case may be. If we are to blame for a person leaving our life, you know, we should we should be able to accept it as opposed to trying to make that person change their mind just so we can feel better. Trying to manipulate, emotionally manipulate that person to do what we want just to make them feel better. But we'll get into that more in the next episode. But in the meantime, I thank you all for listening and I hope you listen again tomorrow. I'm not going to